got a letter this week from the GM dealership. Says they want to buy my car. Give me a real good deal. So I began to entertain the thought of being Carlos in LA. Carlos in LA. My car has a few issues. The AC doesn't work. Check engine light is on because my exhaust temperature gauge is broken. Mechanic says that would run me at least $600. Now here's the kicker. There's a recall on the driver's side airbags, yet replacement airbags aren't even available yet. In sum, it's looking like I might want to uh, go carless in LA. Carless in LA. Carless in LA. Should I submit to the environment I live in? All I've known are cities built for cars. First Detroit, now LA. The urban planning is somewhat the same. Got a letter in the mail today. downtown walking back to my car and in the distance I see a car getting towed right around where I thought I parked um, turns out that is my car being towed so I break out into a sprint to catch up to the tow truck make it to the next stoplight the guy you know I tell the guy it's my car and he says all right get in and says, hey, I'll give you a deal on the towing cost, you know, if you pay right now before we get to the towing yard. And I said, okay, let's do it. Here's my card. And uh, he runs the card. 0070-6310. Expiration date 0618. Security numbers in the back, 518-518. Pull them out. Roger, stand by. 26, car declined. Car declined, you have another one? Oh shit, car declined? Yeah. 48 control. Why is it declined? How's that? Ah, uh, shit. Um, I don't have another one. Right, 
shit. Can you, are you sure you read it right? Yeah. Can I possibly call a bank? Because I think I need to like say, oh, okay, I'll need to allow the overdraft fee, or, or I need to allow overdraft. They're not gonna do it to you. Oh, uh, Alright, okay, so... Yeah, Roger. Roger. Okay, so you mind if I just hang and then call them and see if I can get to work? What do you want to do? I'm going to call them and they should be able to get the card working in, like, right, less than 10 minutes. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll make it happen right now. Well, I did not make it happen. Upon talking to the bank person, turns out you can opt in from a computer but it takes one to two business days for that to go through. He said the only way I'd make it work was if I went to an actual branch. So I decide to go to a branch and so I say goodbye to Marco. Marco, gracias. Lo siento por uh, no, no, being all worry. stressed out. No, 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 don't worry, man. All right, wish me luck. Thank you. Then I go get the address from the closest branch on my phone. I see that they close in 10 minutes. Not enough time to get there. I realize it's just not going to happen. I'm going to have to pay the full fee for getting a car towed in... Los Angeles. I give up, take the metro, and retreat back to my home. Walking back home. Holy shit. Oh my god. I'm looking up into the sky, and I see um, clouds in the shape of letters, but perfectly. Perfectly. Holy. Hashtag rise, hashtag rise, hashtag rise. Oh my god. Hashtag rise. I've never seen anything like this over Mount Washington. This is, this is pretty incredible. Just the, the artistry it takes for a plane to create such exact letters. This is the work of, you know, some underground, you know, fighter jet rebel. And after Googling it later that night, turns out hashtag rise is just a promotion for Katy Perry's latest hit single. But I had my own interpretation. So this is, this is a message to people to get out there and fight, fight something, you know, fight for something, rise up, you know. This is hashtag rise, or just rise to the occasion, right? Just deal with... And at that point my phone died. But in sum, the rise was like this haiku or Cohen that completely flipped my attitude about the car towing.
The rise was like this haiku or Cohen that made me think about all the other non-correlated things I got going. The rise was like this haiku or Cohen. The rise, the hashtag rise. Was, yeah, it made me go listen to Katy Perry's song too. Damn, that's good marketing. Mission. Call Parking Violations Bureau and figure out how to contest car getting towed. Thank you for calling Parking Violations Customer Service. My name is Jessica. May I have your citation number, please? So, my car got towed a few days ago. I don't see a citation number on the receipt. You can provide me your license plate. So, I give her my license plate and she finds me in the database and gives me the citation number. It's 428-720. Okay. 4843. Okay. That's for the towing citation number. That's for the parking citation. Wait, park, wh- park. what do you mean? actual violation. So if you're telling me that your vehicle was towed, this is the actual citation. It happens at the same time, but the process is separate. Wait, wait. So I I get a parking citation in addition to the towing, having to pay the towing? Yes. Oh. And if you want to protest the towing piece, this is a number that you would call, okay? Let me give you their number. So now not only do I have to contest the towing fees, but also the newly discovered parking violation. I go downtown, determined, I walk in to the towing office. Turn on my dad. Okay, thank dad. you. My dad, I'm finally, not your dad, I'm my sorry. My dad is here to break my car out. <laughs> Hi, I'd like to file um, a complaint. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I like I, I, my father and I, my brother here, we like to file a complaint for bad service because y'all are fucking stealing people's cars and shit, right? Uh, what she said. That and you guys one forever let me pee. <laughs> <Basically, one. laughs> I'm here for five, five hours. Times. So it turns out I'm not the only one upset that my car was towed. Uh, happy ending to that story. The dad did come and got the car. Um, back to my story. I did get the paperwork for contesting the fee, but I had to turn it in at a whole separate new building. So I go there. You did not get the ticket for a meter. Your meter wasn't expired. The meter was over at that time. Right. So it becomes a tollway zone at 4 o'clock. When they put zones like that, it's to ease the traffic so it can flow faster or easier than to have to go around. You're blocking the lane of traffic at that point. So they have designated those areas to have a flow of traffic, an extra lane of traffic during those times. Uh-huh. So if you're parked there, whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's 3 minutes, whether it's 30 minutes or an hour, you're impeding everybody else from getting home a little quicker. Oh, uh, okay. I realized that it wasn't so much the towing that bothered me, but 
maybe the amount of fees, the regulation of the fees is what's probably upsetting yeah. you more, worse. Yeah. So, yeah. The I mean, people I'm, that, I, that regulate the fees are the police commission. So, of course, my mission then was to write a letter to the police commission. To whom it may concern at the police commission. I'm contesting citation for 287204843. I received on July 14 at 4.07 p.m. Which states my car was parked at the corner of West First and Grand Toy Zone. I'm riding to chance at Toe parking fee for the following reasons. I don't believe the total fees of almost $400 reflect the severity of a violation. I googled the city's parking revenue and it's the third highest in the nation. For the aforementioned reasons, I'm requesting my ticket be dismissed. Well, I never got a response from my letter and ended up having to pay the fees in full. But my car towing experience led me to a decision that would save me way more money than any dismissed parking violation. I made the decision to become carless in L.A. What did it mean to be carless? It means dramatically reducing your carbon footprint. It means not having to pay car insurance. It means perceiving your environment in a slower and less mediated kind of way. This all sounded great, but none of these were the sole reason for my decision to go carless. And although the car towing experience was the last straw on the camel's back, so to speak, I thought of my decision as one that sprung spontaneously from some vital center of myself, not merely an action done out of frustration, money, or inconformity to an ideal, but more like the discovery of a principle within myself, which my body and mind instantly followed. So I sold my car on Craigslist, tuned up my bike, and refilled my Metro Pass. I was ready to go against the odds and become carless in one of the car capitals of the world. Getting ready. Thank you. 
Now I will say I had a few things going for me. I live in Mount Washington, right down the hill from the Gold Line in northeast LA. The Gold Line can take me anywhere from Pasadena to downtown in a matter of 15 minutes. On the other hand, I had a few challenges, such as I live in Mount Washington, on the top of a hill. It's a 300-foot climb any time I want to get back home. The roads are swervy. Uh, you're lucky if there's a sidewalk. Uh, very narrow and very steep. There's several routes to choose from. I could take Eldred Street, the steepest street in Los Angeles, which leads to a seven-story staircase. Most epic grocery run. I'm at the top of Eldred. Taking a little rest before I go up the staircase. Got a backpack, like a backpacker's backpack, full of groceries, plus a little bag that I put in the back compartment of the bike. And I got some heavy groceries. I mean, I got some soy milk, you know. Uh, what else is heavy in there? Honey, the honey is probably really heavy. Okay, now I'm gonna go up the stairs. I could also take San Rafael or Museum Drive, each with about a 15% grade. In sum, giving up your car in LA means trading the option of laziness and convenience for being a city commuting warrior. In the past year that I've been carless, I've had a few traumatic moments, like the time I crashed my bike in a construction zone in Little Tokyo, or the time I almost got hit by a guy who was texting while driving. Please stop texting while driving, Osrin. You almost ran me over. And then there's bike maintenance issues. A flat tire that makes you late for a rehearsal, a branch gets caught in your rear derailleur, or that time when your chain just gave out. <sighs> Fuck. Just broke. The challenges of non-car commuting, oddly enough, are part of what makes it such a rewarding experience. The bike breaks, but then you learn how to fix it. The hill is steep, but then you get to the top. So you get to the top, and you look out at the view, and you think, 
you know, your heart is beating, your, your blood is moving, and you feel alive, and, and you say, and you say, damn, this is all worth it. And most people in the city might think of themselves as too busy to sustain the extra time needed to get anywhere without a car. But for me, that's been one of the glorious aspects of being carless. On longer commutes, walking or sitting in public transportation, the extra time is an opportunity to read a book, to be with my thoughts, or get in my imagination. All right, got to catch my song. I'm not by an instrument. And trying to think of a song. Just walking down Hollywood. Thinking, where's my song going to come? Where is it going to come? It's like trying to catch a baseball. It's coming at you. Hopefully. But you got no mitt. You just got your hands. I just got my iPhone. You try and catch it. You catch it. You go for the... You go. You go for the catch. It's it's a hit. It's outfield. You're going to make it. You're Willie Mays. You got this. You you don't even see where the ball... You don't even see the ball coming, but you just intuit it. It's it's coming. You stick out your hands. You know, you're just running. You're running so fast, you can't even look up and see the ball. And And then... And then the ball flies just past my hands. Maybe if I was one step ahead, I would have caught it. The hitter gets a double, sends a third baseman home for the win. (sighs) Waiting at the metro after my meeting in Hollywood, feeling a little discouraged, try recording an idea, when all of a sudden this, this man sitting next to me begins to sing. song was that one? I don't know. You just made it up? No, no, it's an it's existing song. Okay. It just came to my mind. It just came to your mind? Like yeah. you were just... Yeah, just... Just spontaneous? Yeah, just thinking. You're just thinking about it and it yeah, just came. because... This lady always keep her love out of this guy's reach. What's it again? You always keep my love out of my reach. You always keep your love out of my reach. Oh, yeah. that's the lyric? Yes, yeah, the lyric. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it repeats that numerous times. Really? It's a slow song, man. Oh, nice. <laughs> cool, man. You sing well. I like it. So I'm thinking, he sang this song, and it's telling the story of my baseball game. The ball's out of my reach, you know. Your love is out of my reach. The ball, the love. Okay, come on, there's a connection. I get back home. I Google the song. And, and okay, this, this must be it. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh, I love this. This is, wait, wait. What if I rewrite that story of the baseball where... What if I catch the ball? What if I catch the ball and the crowd goes wild and, and the crowd goes wild and and Willie Mays he turns around and he he looks at the crowd and he just throws that ball out and he gives it to some little kid and the kid is just 
best day of his life. He just got Willie Mays' ball that he caught. And, and then Willie Mays, he goes out and he signs a few autographs and he goes back home and, and he sits down and he writes a song. And it's about love being out of reach, but, but really, if you really reach... Cry!